from Southern California. This is The Ryan Reese Show. Post your questions using at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Are you ready? The question, Sean McKeon, are you ready? I'm ready. You look like a crypt tonight. Do I? Yeah. I'm in blue. It's Dodger all, blue. All I, blue. Blue's my favorite color. But you're all buttoned up. You got the pattern on the on the flannel. You like that? Straight cripping. Yeah. Because you grew up listening to Easy E. I feel like it makes me look skinny too. That's really why I'm wearing it. Blue, dark blue. <laughs> yes. It hides. It hides some areas. I actually bought a uh, a blue bandana. Oh yeah. I almost wore it tonight. <laughs> but because yeah. I got look at underneath this zip up, nice. I got blue too. Nice. I'm on that blue train. Yeah, I'm doing the bandanas shoe nut right now. I can't do all those other crazy masks. They're well, too hard. Well, you want to look like a doctor? Yeah, I know. I can't. <laughs> exactly. A construction worker? Can't do it, man. Dude. Yeah, the whole quarantine. What is going dude. on in this world? It is weird. <laughs> I'm so, You know, I was literally driving over here, and I'm like, dude, I'm over it. I am so over it. It's like now, okay, I'm like, okay, it's been fun. It's been a fun ride. Like, now I'm done. Mm-hmm. It's uh, and you know people are just done at this point. I mean, there's a lot of uh, dude, the world's going crazy. Like, um, there was an article, not an article, but like a Instagram post or something that David Haleman sent to both of us. Yes, and, I, and in in England, they're trying to go on lockdown again, and they're like protesting and uh, all over the world. You know, uh, Germany here. Yeah, it's, I hear Utah's going on more of, of Chicago this last Utah's week. Utah's so, what, going more of on a lockdown? Utah's kind of going on lockdown, too. Hmm. Um, Chicago is because, and Chicago, the one that made news is because the mayor was saying, you know, don't gather with Thanksgiving with your family and all these things. And it's just, and then there's just hypocrisy in a lot of areas, too. So people are just fed up, you know. I think that with everything, I think... Nobody ever said that uh, the sickness of the COVID was not legitimate. I, I think we know of people that have been sick, know that people have passed away. Uh, but it's just a reality of where things are getting to the place now where freedoms are being taken away. People aren't being able to live a, as adults. And there's just so many restrictions. And the people have gone through so much, so much heartache, so much loss of jobs, income, just confusion. Kids aren't still back back in school. Sports aren't going on for kids still. I mean, it's been over eight, what, eight months, basically, and things aren't getting better, and everyone's kind of talking and prepping about things getting more restrict. So people are just really discouraged right now, for sure. 100%. I told you uh, last week I was on the radio talking about how I was in Florida, and COVID hit the Teen Challenge Center out there, and, mm. like, out of 40 guys, I think, like, five of them had symptoms, but the whole place got COVID. Some of them didn't have barely any symptoms. So it affects everyone differently. It's Correct. We know that it's a 99.8% survival rate. Mm-hmm. Um, there's even a news article uh, that came out that talks about um, vitamin D and zinc. It's all about boosting that immune system. And there was an article that Crystal just, my wife just read to me and saying, if you have high levels of, of D, then that's, I forget like the percentage of not getting. This is what's so crazy with our world right now too, because yeah. Ryan, I've heard that from the beginning too, vitamin D, zinc and all those things and anything where you're trying to be proactive, which is an accurate thing. I think a lot of people have said the same thing and I, I would agree too um, because it, it broke down like as far as you're more susceptible to those things if you're not in good, good health. But what we have seen over the last six months, censorship on every platform, mm-hmm. from Facebook, from Twitter to, to YouTube, uh, doctors or other people that are health kind of experts kind of give that guidance. And then a lot of those things are getting blocked and torn down because they feel like it's contradictory to 
laws that are being set. So this was what's causing so much confusion in our world today. People are really trying to discern what is true, what is error, what is opinion, what is politically spun, what's legit, and you have so many contradictory statements. This is why our world is in, in chaos right now. I truly believe that. With that said, um, Health Magazine just came out with an article on Instagram today that Crystal was reading to me, mm -hmm. and it says one out of five people that get coronavirus will have a mental uh, illness. It hasn't been around that long. <laughs> you can't give these fake quotes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, they don't even know. They don't understand it yet. They're saying it. Well, one in five will have. It's like this whole fear thing is going on. Hey, you know, I'm gonna just give out the number because yes. we're we're gonna take questions, but we're gonna keep chopping it up, uh -huh. talking trash until uh, some calls come in. But triple eight five six four six one seven three triple eight. Five six four six one seven three. We're open live tonight for questions. Um, we're not touring right now, so we're we're just it's going down live every weekend. Um, call in triple eight five six four six one seven three. We're taking questions about faith, endurance, um, storms, uh, addiction, what whatever. We we take them all here tonight. Sean McKean and I will be taking your guys's calls and uh, pointing you to the scriptures. Because it's not about our opinions, it's about what God says. And that's how we navigate. That's that truth that you're talking about, yeah. Sean. You know, it, you know, it, we know what else is crazy is, man, I just get so bummed out when there's like Christian leaders just fail. You know what I mean? All over the news right now, there's been that, you know, Carl's Lenz from Hillsong. He was the, the main pastor of uh, Hillsong, New York. Article just came out that he, since COVID hit, um, he ended up in a, in a relationship, uh, an affair for five and a half months, um, with another woman. And, you know, he has, we obviously married with his kids He's the lead pastor and the whole thing. And it's just, it's just, you know, he, he did a post on Instagram saying that, you know, he got kicked out of the church for moral, moral failure. And, um, you know, there was a post saying that he was unfaithful, this and that. And th th this is what really drives me nuts. He comes out and says that because he got caught in the act. You know, his mm -hmm. wife, the article says that they were looking at the iCloud and saw text messages and stuff to this this woman. But people that are following him are like, you're so brave. This is the realest thing I've ever heard. You're not brave. Yeah. He's not brave. He got caught. Mm -hmm. And he had to confess because Hillsong is doing a full investigation on him and what he's doing in the church to find out what really going on. They think there's other women that are going to come out now. You know, that's what the news article says. My point is, this is not to him. This is not to his family. I'm addressing the people that follow him. He's not brave. Mm -hmm. This is not a courageous act to come out and say, you know, I have been cheating on my wife. He got caught, guys. Yeah. It's not. It's it's different if you didn't get caught and you came out and said, you know what, I failed, I messed up, I'm in sin, I'm an idiot, I didn't get caught, but I'm confessing and I want to get things right. That's brave. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying. Like, let's not get this stuff twisted. It's just social media and and this world is just. It's it's just people are just yeah out of their minds. Yeah, I I think that what is taking place in our world today. I think the church, um, you're taking multiple hits, obviously. I, I think the church has failed in multiple areas. I've been talking about this a lot lately. You know, your dad's been saying the same thing too um, because you see it. You see a lack of power. You see lack of holiness. You know, we teach. We, we I was just doing a study today. We'd had a Spanish conference and uh, 
talked about like Daniel, and Daniel was a man that was lived in a pagan area. He had so many things that he could have partook of, but he purposed in his heart he was not defile himself. And you have to make a conscious effort, recognizing that the world that we live in, mm-hmm. there are temptations all around us. So we can't play on the, the with the enemy. Mm-hmm. The, there's open doors. It doesn't matter who you are, pastor, leader, somebody in, in ministry, or just, you know, in the workplace. You got to really be wise and, and not fall prey to those those areas that you know you're weak in. Um, and a lot of times, there's a book, There's I think it's in Proverbs chapter 6 where it says, can a man put fire in his lap and not be burned? And it's kind of a rhetorical question. And the answer is, of course not. If you play with fire, you're going to get burned. And uh, for a child of God, we got to walk in transparency for sure. Uh, and we do. We do pray for the restoration that would take place in their lives as well. But like you said, uh, this isn't something to be like celebrated or in that, that aspect being lighthearted of it. No, this is something that he and his family needs to deal with. Uh, but yeah, it's not like a, a brave thing for it, sure. It's just, it's not a brave thing. No, but this is what, this is the part that just gets me so mad is that now here you go. Another Christian leader mm-hmm. ends up doing this and it just gives Christians a black eye. Another, it just, it just, it's just into to the world, to the world. It just makes we have people to, look like, yeah. Like fools, Christians look like fools, and it's just on and on, and you know, there's just. But the enemy, you know, enemy is smart, and you were saying he could get anyone. Yeah, you know, it's not like, and none, no one's out of reach. Obviously, yes, the pastor, uh, anyone, any kind of Christian, no one's out of reach. And the bottom line is, there's always opportunity, dude. You could get pissed off at your wife and angry. You know, or at work, or life could get so stressful with business, and and all these things could just just add up, and you know, you could just get to a place where you're just like, forget it all. I'm just gonna go back and start smoking weed, or I'm gonna just go back and start drinking, or I'm gonna go back and just watch porn. I'm just need to like cut loose, or or you know, this guy, you know. He was, he's been married to his wife for 17 years, and I guess he was in a midlife crisis, according to the article. You know, mm-hmm. like, he was just bored with his relationship, and he decided he wanted to go out and have sex with another chick, you know, and live a fantasy or whatever it was, you know. All these things, y- you can do all this stuff. It's very easy to go sit and do this stuff. Mm-hmm. But we always have to remember, and this is to the listening audience, you always have to remember that um, sin, lead, sin leads to death. It leads to death. Like it's it's so temporal, and you can go act out, and you can go do this stuff, but you're gonna you're gonna be empty. And you know, sin, it's, I think there's a verse that says, "Sons or son, sin is fun for a season, mm. you know, but literally it will it will get a hold of you and it will destroy you. And it's just it's just emptiness, emptiness, and emptiness. And that's why you just have to keep fighting. I mean, you know, and I know, like we're we're just normal guys. We go through stuff like. Just because, like, you know, you know, people may look, oh, yeah, these guys, God's using these guys, right? Dude, we go through we go through oh, yeah. hell, too. We go through tough times. You know, we go through tough seasons. Uh, I'm in a personal, in a very tough season in my life right now. And there's there's a million things I can think about doing that are not godly <laughs> at times. Yeah. But guess what? You know what? 
it's not a sin to think about it, but it is a sin to go out and act on it. You know, on that note, I know calls are starting to come in. But, uh, let me give out the call number. It's 888-564-6173, 888-564-6173. We'd like to hear from you. Uh, whatever questions you might ha- uh, have, there's many things that are taking place in the world today. Maybe it's something that Ryan and I are talking about right now. But, Ryan, there were multiple questions that came in through online, through Instagram, through Facebook. Um, and this is kind of like what we're talking about right now. So it's like a simple pointed question. Let's do it. How do you deny the flesh? You're kind of talking about it right now, but how do you deny the flesh? Bottom line, it's, it's as simple as this. Like every day when I wake up, I know who I am. I'm a dirty sinner. And if I do not put myself in check, my flesh in check, my body appetites in check, As in, like, I know when I get up and I open my eyes, literally, I open my eyes, I'm like, God, help me. Forgive me and literally get me through this day. Because life's crazy. Business is crazy. Kids are crazy. Wife's crazy. Not that they're particularly crazy, but... um, It could be overwhelming. Overwhelming. Life is overwhelming when when you're... a husband, a father, a businessman. You're and then you know ministry is even separate than running the business I run. There's all these different elements uh, to what we do, and I need literally God's help every single day of my life. So what do I do? Well, personally, you know, everyone has a routine of some sort. Like when I get up, I, I stretch because I'm I'm a skateboarder. I'm always like going through injuries or whatever. Yeah. So I stretch. When I'm stretching, I got K Wave on. I'm listening to Bible studies. Whoever's on at that time, I think it's like Greg Laurie sometimes. If I get up earlier, I think I hear like John or Ben Cor- or John Corson, John Corson or Skip Isaac or all those fools are on early in the morning. And then, uh, you know, Chuck Smith comes rolling through, Brian Broderson. I, anyway, all of these guys, you know, and I just listen to them. And, and I listen to those Bible studies and I get the word in me. Mm. I have a devotion. I read the Max Lucado devotion. I got a Billy Graham devotion. And I get that stuff in me. Yeah. And then I start my day. And then when I get into my car... Wherever I'm driving, that gives me an opportunity to listen to some Bible studies, some Tony Evans, my brother Tony Evans. <laughs> you want to get fired up? You want to get convicted? Listen to some Tony Evans. Yeah. You ever listen to that guy? Yeah, Yeah, sure. that dude is sick. Anyway, um, that's it. And then I just press on, and I pray throughout the day, and I ask God to, to get me through. And, you know, his grace has been getting me through every day, barely every single day. But, you know, his grace is sufficient. And I, I asked my, and life got so crazy recently that I literally looked at my wife. I go, does God hate me? <laughs> and I'm like, does God hate me? Like, cause sometimes you go through such crazy stuff and no, like that's yeah. a serious, that was a serious question. Yeah. It sounds funny. Cause we're, we're laughing about it. Cause we know that God doesn't hate us. It's easy for, you know, I think a lot of people can be confronted with that. And that's why it's important to like, kind of be in, in the word of God. And what I mean by that, I don't. I really try to hesitate by saying cliches. Oh, you got to be in the word. Got to be. Why do I say that? Mm-hmm. Is because there are stories in the Bible that will relate directly to your life, mm-hmm. like in the Old Testament, New Testament. Like you look at the life of a man named Joseph. This guy was like betrayed by his brothers. He was thrown in, into um, a place of slavery. Then he was God honored him along the way. Mm-hmm. Then he had a great job, great profession. Uh, being in Potiphar's home. Then he was falsely accused of rape. He was thrown in prison again. He was forgotten for many years. Does God uh, hate him? Yeah. That's he's, what he's thinking. <laughs> you, you know, like he's, he, he was faithful to God along the whole way. But what he didn't realize is that God was working out a plan that he didn't see at the particular time. Such in a vast way. 
And, you know, one thing that you can take from Joseph's life is that though he went through all of those challenges, and I summarize most of them, is that he always had a relationship with God. He had moments, like if you go through the detail, he'll be like, hey, don't forget me when you get out of here. He's talking to the, the butler or the baker. When they would get out, one died and, and one went to go back with Pharaoh. Um, but that was kind of like him taking his life into his own hand. But the Lord was going to be the one that was going to answer it. Sometimes we want to get a hold, even men that know the word, you're solid in prayer, you're going to go through moments like that. It's like, okay, like I trust you, but like, when is this going to end? Like, when am I going to be out of this dungeon, this prison that Joseph was in? And then eventually uh, God did do great things and there was maturity. But that's the same in our lives too, Ryan. I, I honestly feel like that's where I'm at in my life right now, that I'm going through a very tough, hard, hard season in life. Literally, I thought I went through a tough season before with that whole pregnancy, but this is even harder, yeah. double harder. That's even a way to say it. <laughs> double the... The struggle and, but I honestly, you know, I do feel that this is, uh, it's a season that God has me in mm -hmm. and I'm going to just, I'm going to keep, I'm, I'm in a storm. I'm in a boat and I'm in a storm. You got to be faithful. I'm going to get to the other side and that's encouraging to people. Yeah. I'm that, I would want to encourage people because right now people are going through a hard time and, and. You know, sometimes that uh, people that have a, a voice, as such as like, you know, God uses on the radio and, and, and speak in front of people and whatever. God takes you through these seasons because he wants you to feel the way a, lot, the way a lot of people are going, what they're going through. So you can know it, not just be cliched, drop verses. That's the worst. When you yeah. talk to someone... And they're like, hey, I'm going through this. And they just drop all these verses. And you know these guys don't know anything. And they're just giving you verse after verse. And you're just like, but you don't really know, you know, what what it is to be going through yeah. some tough times. And I would say this to people that are going through a tough time right now. You're going to get through it. God is with you. The answer to my question, does God hate you? He doesn't hate you. He loves you. And you go through stuff because he's growing you and he's stretching you. And he uses what you go through to actually be able to speak into other people's lives um, that you're going to come in contact with. And he's preparing you for a new season in your life that you're, yeah. that he's about to put you into, basically. You know, let me just add one thing to that. And this is key. You need to be faithful to God in the shadows. What I mean by that is when nobody's looking. You know, that's what you gained from Joseph's life. He, was, he wasn't around people that... Um, that he had to, you know, impress. Mm. It was between him and the Lord. You know, this example you brought up about this guy that failed, uh, Carl Lentz, is just like, you know, when you're not faithful in the shadows, those things eventually catch up with you. And we have to make sure that that we are open before God. They, there's challenging, there's testing when nobody's watching in our lives. And, you know, even when... And those are the places you're challenged, probably at home, when you're at the, the workplace or whatever... Be faithful to God, even when you're going through these testings. God's not against you; He's for you, and He loves you, and He cares for you so much. Yep, and He'll He'll. Oh shoot! I lost my earplug. <laughs> it came out of my. Um, he will. Uh, he'll be with you as you uh, go through these things. So just keep pressing in and stay faithful. And um, and the only way you're going to have peace in this time is when God speaks to you. And how does He speaks to? How does He speak to us? He speaks to us through the Word. 
So if you're not plugged in, like I said, with the devotions, that's what encourages you. If you're not reading, like, what are you, like, what are you, how are you even living? It's like, he's the bread of life, right? He's the living word. He's the, he's the bread. Like, you can't go on and live without eating, like, food every day. Yeah. And the same way, how can your spirit go on and live without getting that word? Sometimes I open my devotion and it's just like, dude, the other day, it was just like, I read two different devotions and I heard a study and like all three were just like, bam, on the money. Because God works divinely in the natural realm. But in order to plug into the supernatural, because God is supernatural, he's like God of the universe, right? And he works through the supernatural. In order to plug in, you got to open the word. The word is... it's 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 a supernatural book. The Bible's a supernatural book. And through the Holy Spirit inside of you, you read it, he speaks to you, and that's how he connects. But you can't just try to be a Christian. You can't just be a Christian. And that's the one thing that Carl Lentz said in, 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 in his uh, post. He said he was empty. He was trying to operate in ministry, and he wasn't filled. He was just running off of um, the body appetites. Without being in the word and yeah. being filled, he was just moving and shaking in normal, natural strength. And one compromise led to another. And then I guarantee you, 17 years ago when he married his wife, he never thought he'd be in that place. No. In that place. Dude, but he had kids. He's probably shocked right now that he was even in that, that he even got there. How do you get there when you're not in the word and you don't have that relationship with yeah. God? You just one thing leads to another, and you get callous. It's yeah. just like you know, you get my callous. That's it's like word. my daughters. They're, they're learning how to do the monkey bars right now, right? They're they're swinging across. The other day, my daughter comes up and she has the uh, she has a blister. Mm-hmm. Well, now you know she's been doing it so much. Now her hands are getting harder. Now she's been doing the monkey bars for like she was just going crazy on the monkey bars. Mm. She's callous to it. She can do it, and it's so easy, and it doesn't phase her anymore. Her hands, her hands are not sensitive to the monkey bars mm. now. That's what happens with sin is you just, you do a little sin, a little bit more, you know, drink a little tequila here. You know, that was also in the story that they would just drink tequila. Mm-hmm. But it's just like one thing led to another. And next thing you know, you got your wife, you got your kids, you're cheating, your whole thing. You got this huge, Hillsong has this huge ministry in New York. Yeah. It's a big, I mean, it's a big deal. Right. And then next thing you know, here you are, this, this crazy place of, of stature, of celebrity and, Meanwhile, you're doing this whole thing, and that comes down to not being in the Word. It's so crucial. Yeah. Um, there is a question that did come in. We have some live calls, too, that I want to take. Uh, but I do want to say this one thing. Uh, this one question says, I lost conviction because of sin in my life. I was looking at How do thing. I regain conviction so I can follow Christ Jesus? Ask for forgiveness and mean it. Tell God to fill you with the Holy Spirit and read the Word of God. Faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. Conviction will come through the word. Boom. Read Psalm 32, Psalm 51. David talks about how he tried to cover his sin for many years, and he said that his bones were breaking inside of him. He felt so so messed up, so condemned for so many years. And his prayer was, Lord, restore the joy of my salvation, um, and don't take thy Holy Spirit away from me. And he just poured out his heart. See, when you draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. He is faithful and just to forgive you of all your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. That's the amazing beauty of a relationship with God where there's true repentance, there's true forgiveness, and there is healing. So you just come back to the throne and you will be healed. All right, let's take this call from Scott. Here we go. 
Let's see. We got Scott calling in. Here we go. Scott from Rancho Cucamonga. What's up, man? How you doing? Good, man. Um, I, I, you know, I'm, I, I've heard your show a couple of times, and uh, you put out the number, and uh, yeah. I had something that, um, that uh, I've been kind of wondering about, and I've, you know, um, I'm, I've tried to do some research, but you know, it, it's, it's, I, I just don't, I just feel like I don't get the, a, a good answer myself. Um, and my thing is, is, uh, you know, I, I was in the military for uh, six years, did a couple tours in Iraq. Thank you. Know, you. I, I, I uh, yeah, no problem, man. Um, I, you know, I, I did come out uh, with PTSD and all that. And uh, um, the thing that I struggle with, this is the thing that I struggle with. Um, and I just, I'd like to understand some more about it. And I'm, I bet you there's a lot of other people listening that maybe are in the same boat. And that is, um, I, I struggle with, with, with profanity. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was, you know, you go to basic training, it's in your face. Um uh, you know, everyone, drill sergeants, everybody, it starts there, and then you keep going. And then, you know, then I did my two tours in Iraq, and it's just, you know, it's, it's, it was hell out there, um, you know. And, um, you know, and now, years later, it's just like I still, I, I still can't, I just can't shut it down um, sometimes. You know, like it's like a switch. Sometimes it's there, sometimes it's not. Sometimes I can control it, sometimes I can't. Um, definitely, I think it's environmental, but um, I'm I'm just curious. What does the Bible say about profanity? Does, does it make me less of a Christian? I mean, I just I'm just trying to get your guys' uh, perspective um, on on profan the use of profanity and and you know um, all that. We're, well, first of all, we're saved by grace, and if you start looking at everyone, I mean, if I put a camera on everyone's, uh, the joke is if you put a camera on everyone and let them go home. And you follow them for the night to see what they're into. <laughs> There's a lot of people that are, you know, just from statistics and stuff that that look all uh, nice on the outside, all buttoned up, you know, as nice Christians. But that then that then they're at home watching pornography, you know. So um, I would say that we are saved by grace, and that God is the one that can do that supernatural work in your life. I believe, and I've seen, and I was very I. I used to cuss so much. I think I'd have like five cuss words in every sentence, F-bombs, yeah. Yeah. Um, in every sentence. And it was literally, I just prayed that God would like clean up my my mouth. And he did. And it was really, it was really bad. Um, extremely bad. Um, probably similar to yours at that time. Yeah, but it, 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 it's bad, yeah. Yeah, you know, you know it was. It was very, <laughs> Sean knows, me yeah. and Sean, we grew up together. And it was really bad. And uh, but God can do it. God could do it. You're not less of a Christian. Um, we all have issues, okay? So don't let the enemy. Right. The enemy. Satan likes to lie and make you say, "Oh, you're worse of a Christian." You know, God is doing a work in you. And the fact that you know this is something that you're like, man, I want to change. That's awesome. That means I God, really do. Yeah, and God, that's the Holy Spirit inside of you. He wants to, and He will help you. And uh, you know, there's that one verse in Ephesians five. Yeah. Five. Uh, do you have that uh, locked down? Which one, Rand? Because uh, I got something else. Well, you go ahead and share that one. Well, like in, in Ephesians 4, it, it talks about um, of profanity. It says, let no corrupt word proceed of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification. He goes on just kind of giving like an encouragement to us that because what you're saying, Ryan nailed it as far as it's cool that you're just identifying like, dude, I'm not cool with this. And like with Ryan, like I grew up cussing like crazy my whole life. Every... 
every you know main point that I'd make, it would be amplified by a curse word. You know, you went to the military. I grew up on the construction site. You know, playing sports, you had bosses, and it's just a part yeah, of our. It's still is, yeah, it's a similar environment. Right. Yeah. It's a yeah. it's a culture that you're around all the time, and so. You know, it, it's a work that God can do in our lives. He has done it in my, my life and Ryan's life as well. And, you know, there's sometimes where, you know, it just takes some time. And so I think that the main thing, don't be discouraged. Don't be condemned by the enemy. Identify like when, you know, this is an issue and like give it to the Lord, you know, uh, James chapter. And this is what you also realize too. You know, that's why Jesus talks about our words and how we speak. Like they mean something because they're connected to our heart. In James chapter three, it talks about the untamable tongue. And like, you know, our words have the ability to encourage people and build people up, but our words also have the ability to beat people down <clears throat> and discourage them. And so just identifying like, I want to be wise with my words that I speak. This is an area that that you battle with that many people, you're not alone on this, Scott. I think a lot of people battle with this. So it's just like, Lord, take my heart, take my mind. You know, Ryan has said it before when it comes to pornography and everything. Our brains, our minds, our hearts have so much garbage in them from the years that we were in the world for so many years that we don't want to add into it. So what you can do to combat it, don't listen to stuff that has a bunch of filthy language, whether it's music, whether it's movies, all that kind of stuff, because it kind of starts going into your mind and going into your brain. You need that cleansing, that washing that comes through the word and the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes. And you know what, Scott, I want to come back to you right after the break. Do you mind holding? No, I'll hold. I'll hold. Hold, hold a second, because I, I want to add a couple more things, because yeah. this is a serious uh, deal. Yeah. Okay, cool. So... Um, we're going to be going to break in a couple of minutes. Check out thehoosterbarbers.com. We uh, are touring. We are going to Taft, California in two weeks to skate park tour to reach more people. We have a film up online. You could donate. Uh, we have not stopped our mission since the pandemic has started. Uh, we will continue to bring the gospel, and we'll be back in two minutes right after the break. Peace. The Ryan Reese Show, coming up. Post your questions at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, and or Facebook. Now, back, back to the Ryan Reese Show. All right, here we go. I'm going to pull Scott back in. All right, Scott, right, uh, right before the break, we were talking about how you want to stop your profanity. You're in the military. Um... Group in that environment, which a lot of our friends went to the military. So our, yeah. our group of friends are uh, military <laughs> cops, currently cops. Yeah, when you're in the military, you make up curse words. You know, that you <laughs> uh, I, I've been working in the music and skateboard industry my whole life, so uh, profanity is very much a part of, uh, has been a part of our life. And Sean grew up in the construction world, so um, this is very, this is very common to uh, people. Um, so this is a, this is a big subject. So we were talking about how. You know, God can do it. He could help you and he can change you. It's it's possible. He did it with me. Um, I'm not perfect, but I can tell you right now. Uh, yeah, I pretty much uh, don't cuss anymore at all unless, like, if I'm going to, like, crash an accident. And then, like, <laughs> that one word comes out. I'm like, dang it, God. Why can't you take that away? But anyway, um, so this is what it says in the Bible. Uh, Sean read you some verses before. I'm going to read you Ephesians 5. It says, walk in love. Ephesians 5, 1, it says, therefore, be imitators of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also loved us and has given himself for us, 
and offering a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. But fornication and uncleanness and covetousness, let it not even be named among you as is fitting for saints. Neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor coarse joking. It's like dirty jokes, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. For this is you. For uh, for this you know that no fornicator, unclean person, nor covetous person who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, this wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. So basically, you don't want to. This is kind of piggybacking off what Sean just said. You don't want to partake in this stuff. You don't want to wash your mind. You don't want to be listening to music that has this garbage in it. You don't want to be watching films with this garbage in in it. Because what but basically garbage in, garbage out. Just it's almost like what you just said at the beginning of this phone call. You were in the military. This is where this stuff was engulfed in your mind, brainwashed in your mind, and now you're a product of it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in the same way, you don't want to continue this lifestyle by putting this stuff in because it'll never stop. I remember when I became a Christian, I literally stopped listening to like to all secular music for a long time. I stopped. I stopped watching a lot of crazy stuff. I literally had to let my my brain like get washed. Yeah. And I was just reading the Bible. I was going to church and I was on the strict like regiment, strict diet of only the word worship music and literally had to wash my mind for like a couple of years. I had to hold, do, like, I had to do like a whole like reboot of my mind because my mind was crazy. The way I thought was crazy. The words that were coming out, out of my mouth and my, my the, the, the filth the pornography and just like the the lifestyle. I mean, yeah. I was dating porn stars and like involved in drugs and alcohol and like just that whole concept of all that filth and garbage was just pouring out of me. But God cleansed me. He washed me with the blood that was shed on the cross. He gave me the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit, it removed that stuff out of my life. And God will do that in your life as well, Scott. He can do it. He can do anything. But I think there's just you're gonna have to you're gonna have to press in, man. Read, look, look, look into fasting, whatever it takes. Just press into Christ, and He will literally start removing that stuff out of you. The Bible says you will become the old things will pass away, and everything will become brand new. Now, either the Bible's true or it's not. And I can tell you right now, Sean and I sitting in the studio, we are two testimonies of being exactly that way. Mm-hmm. But God loves you. He loves you. He doesn't judge you. He forgives you. And he's going to walk with you. Yeah. He's got you, man. Transparency before God, Scott, that, that's the key. You know, in the, the book of Isaiah, it says, uh, Isaiah, when he came before the Lord, he says, Lord, basically have mercy. I'm an unclean person. I, I've got, you know, my lips are undone. And I, I live around people that are filthy as well. Have mercy upon me. It's just brokenness before God. You know, don't let the enemy condemn you, discourage you. I believe God's working in your life by his Holy Spirit. It's just making me feel like, man, I'm not cool with this. Like, I don't want to continue speaking this way. I don't want to continue living this way. And that is how the Holy Spirit works in our life. Back in the day, Scott, you probably would have never cared. I never cared as well as the way that I spoke. But it's conviction, and conviction's a good thing. So I would encourage you on that. The fact that you're being convicted of it means that God's working in your life, Scott. Yeah, you're in a great place. How's that, Scott? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's good. It's um, 
it's good information and those are um uh, I, I wrote them down those those are uh those are uh, uh, from the bible what you read I, those are those are things i hadn't come across when i've i've done i've tried to do research um and uh i think that goes back to you guys were just talking about it before, like, you know, when people throw stuff at you it's, with no explanation, it, it doesn't, like, it's hard to, it's hard to process it sometimes and relate it. Yeah. Um, and so, I, you know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just thankful for you guys. Thankful for the show. Um, you know, I, 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 I had thought about calling in before, but I just, I, I, di- I didn't, but um, I'm glad I did tonight. Yeah. Uh, I've just been, I've been, I've been looking for some, some, some better help, some better uh, encouragement, some better guidance, but also, um, you know, I, I, I felt like maybe like I was less of a Christian because I, yeah. you know, because I can't, because I can't control this and I can't, you know, tr- or at least I feel like I can't control it and I can't turn it off. Um, but I want to, I, I yeah. do. And God can do it. And that's the job of the Holy Spirit. He, he will do it. And the fact that he's tugging on your heart to press in and get it going, it's, it's, you know, us when, you, you know, I've heard, I forget where I heard this, but it was a quote saying like, you know, um, Christians should wear a sign around their neck that says under construction. Like, dude, we're under construction. We're under construction and it's a process. And I I like to call it chapters. You know, Mm -hmm. there's always a different chapter in our life. And once God cleans, it's like when you gave your life to Christ, probably where you were at one point, if he would have been like, hey, you know, we're going to get rid of this, 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 and this all at once, you'd be like, dude, there's no way possible he oh, he knows what you could take, so he's going to start chipping away one thing at a time, and that's what he does. And thank God that he has grace, and thank God for God that he has grace in our life, that he does one thing at a time, because I wouldn't be able to, uh, you know, have him take out all this junk out of my life at one time. It would be yeah. too much, unbearable. It wouldn't be possible. I agree. So thank you, man. We love you, Scott. Keep pressing in, and... Uh, you know, I would encourage you go to the whosoever's download the app, um, and on the app, if you uh, if you look on there, there's uh, it's called the Good News. It's it's me teaching Shine Bible studies, and I go through the Gospels and I really break down life application scripture stuff and what you're going through right there. It's it's all in there, and uh, you can grow a little bit more, and it'll help you. And we got all the past shows too on there, so it'll help you. We all right, man. We love you, dude. Thanks, man. Which app, which app was that? Uh, the Whosoever's. Okay, got it. The Whosoever's app. It's free. You can just download it. Got it. Thank all right, you. All right, brother. Take it easy. Cool. That was awesome. Yeah, very right. cool. How do I drop this call? Here we go. Drop. There we go. Did it. Here, let's piggyback off of Patricia in San Clemente. We're going to take Patricia's call tonight. And Patricia, Pat- Patricia, you have a question tonight. Tish is easier, but I first want to say thank you for, so much for doing this show. I'm always trying to get young people to uh, listen to it, and uh, really because you guys are do such a fantastic uh, job, and I love your vibe, your ver- mm-hmm. your verbal. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's cool for young people, right? Awesome. But I have my own my own problem, and my problem is. Um, I've been married for 39 years, so that's a long time. Yep. Mm-hmm. But for the last 15 years, my husband is cussing me out every day. Mm-hmm. And it's, well, I think the lady said verbal abuse, but yeah. that's, uh, you know, I mean, it's just the verbiage is, you know, he's reading the Bible in the morning and then hour later is cussing. It's like, it doesn't, well, like they say, 
sin doesn't make sense. Yeah. So I just wanted some ideas. I started just saying, Jesus, Jesus, just calling out Jesus and ask him to be filled with the Holy Spirit. But sometimes it feels like it's not working. Yeah. So I wanted to know because thank God for Scott and what he's done. But you mentioned an Isaiah passage and then a New Testament passage. Yeah, I think that the one that Ryan brought up at Ephesians chapter 5 is a great one. Verses 1 through 7 are key. And then the other one would be James chapter 3 is probably the best, the untamable tongue. But also um, in the book of... First Peter chapter three, this is for you as a wife. It even says that even if a husband is not obeying the word, you by your conduct, maybe you could win your wife, your husband back to the Lord. And I'm not saying that, you know, you're saying that he reads in the morning or he has a relationship with God, but this is an area of his life. I think the key for you is to being that light and that example in the life, which is hard to do because most likely you want to be reactionary and tell him how crazy is and you kind of want to put them in check yourself. Um, this is a warfare that you're facing. That's what you got to identify. Oh, you know, good, 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 good. Yeah, you yeah. got to identify it's warfare taking place. The only way that you can fight warfare is spiritually. So be praying for him like even now. Recognize it's a weakness. You know, one thing I say in marriage, or married couples, no matter how long you've been married, you need to pray to yeah. see your husband or your spouse through the eyes of Christ, you know? And how did Christ look at individuals? He saw them as weary and scattered, having no shepherd. There are times in our lives where our spouses, our friends, people in our lives are beaten down. And sometimes they're reactionary. They're acting foolish to us. And we get upset. We get messed up. But we got to recognize, you know what? He's battling with something. I don't see what he's battling with. Maybe some mental warfare. He's stressed out about something. And sometimes where you can overcome that by being that example, that aroma of Christ in your home. And, uh, yeah, I think that's the key more more than anything. And just, were you going to add something to that, right? Well, I'm going to, yeah, I want to piggyback what you're saying because there's obviously, there's a reason. People don't act like that unless there's a reason. There's, they're beat down. They're going Mm -hmm. through high stress levels. There's something not right. He's just, uh, reacting to what's going on and, you know. It's like everybody has their their breaking point. You know, a, a humans can only take so much of yeah. of everyone has that that tipping point if you will. Okay. And it'd be nice to find out what is what is that tipping point? What is why he is doesn't want, he de- No communication. He does not want to talk. Just yeah. when he curses and then he makes these <clears throat> Satan faces. Mm. Oh my, I've never seen somebody to contort mm. their face. Really? You know, in such a way, it's like, oh, my gosh, you know what I mean? So you're right. It is a satanic thing. It's coming from the enemy, Mm. and boy, is it hard to take. I mean, it's like, oh, yeah. So that's good. And what did you finish So what what does someone do if they're in that situation, uh, uh, Sean? Well, I mean, identifying what, what it is, you know, obviously there's spiritual warfare that, that is here, number one. I would have family and friends that are around you that are believers. I'd be praying purposely for him. I would also be praying, Lord, grant me wisdom. Like, show me show me what he's really battling with. Like, what is this? Is there something that he has open in his life? Maybe there's stuff that he's watching. There's things that are influencing him from a demonic aspect, possibly. Murder That's not good. Murder movie. Exactly. Go, oh my gosh! Turn that stuff off. Yeah. You know, right. Exactly. Garbage it, in, garbage out. It affects, 
Yeah. And that's what we were talking with. That's what we were talking with Scott earlier because we recognize that. Like, when you are, if you really want to walk with God, you want your mind to be cleansed and washed by the word. Otherwise, you're just bringing more garbage and more garbage in. And those things do that. They they encourage it. Movies with cursing and murder and all the stuff and these crazy plots and adultery stuff and all this kind of stuff. It just feeds the flesh. And when you feed the flesh, it becomes, it, it. the Bible says it kind of gives birth inside and it comes out through your words. Whatever you're feeding the most is what's going to come out. And so obviously he sounds stressed. He sounds upset. Uh, how how crazy it is. I don't know. I haven't, you know, never met him personally. So I can't completely, you know, break down exactly what, what's up, what's wrong. But I would say the main thing is praying for God to reveal to you what it is. And it, that's one of them. I would encourage him for that, that a change. And, and that's what it really comes down to. All right. Very good. Thank you very, very much. I appreciate it. God bless you. Jesus, God, please bless these guys and thank them. Thank you, Jesus, for having them talking with us people about your ways, God. Amen. You're, you're awesome. And thank you for that prayer. Okay. Right. God bless you. Thank you. All right, here we go. Next call. Um, let me give out the number again. 888-564-6173. 888-564-6173. Let me do that a little bit slower. 888-564-6173. You want to grab this? Let's go ahead and grab this one here. Jacqueline, calling from... You got to hit that A. Was it the A? Yes. Okay, there we go. Jacqueline from San Diego. How you doing, Jacqueline? Hi, how are you? Doing well. Good. What is your question tonight? Hi, um, I've been a Christian since I was 10 years old. I've been in and out of church, and I did, I couldn't figure out how, when I moved here in America, it's too much distraction. I couldn't figure out how to live. And then my friends started doing Shabbat, and then we started um I'm doing the Jewish holidays, and we've been studying about that, too. My husband actually accepted Jesus Christ. He just got married. Accepted Jesus Christ during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And awesome. It was a Pentecost, and it was Shaviot. But before that, it was um, a, a, a world a world lockdown, right? So mm-hmm. it was like Passover, and we were forced to get Passover, like we can't go out, we're inside, we're praying, Jesus, blah, 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 and all that stuff. And now we've been celebrating, the church celebrated on the Feast of Trumpets, and then we did like uh, like the the Sukkot and everything. And it feels like Shabbat and all those feasts are supposed to be part of Christian life, because I don't know, for me at least it works, because it feels like that is how I separate my life from the world, like set apart kind of life. Yeah, so I've... that works for us right now. So, but we believe in Jesus Christ, and we know that Jesus was a Jew, and yeah, it helps us to be set apart. I I would say this, Jacqueline. I think the most important thing is is having a relationship with Christ, and. You know, yeah. you don't want to get too overboard with all of the different uh, festivals and all those kind of things as well. It's not that we don't, uh, you know, think that they're awesome and admire them. There's some biblical aspect, especially in the Old Testament, but it's also understanding a balance that many of them are, are all fulfilled in Christ. 
you know, Christ is the fulfillment of all those things. And that's why Paul talks yes. about in the book of Colossians when it comes to the Sabbath, when it comes to new moons, when it comes to all these things, that my relationship with God is daily and, and Christ is the fulfillment of all of it, uh, even of the Sabbath. Um, that, that's important. The Passover, you know, Jesus is the, you know, in the Old Testament where you had the Passover and when the children of Israel left Egypt and it was the, the sacrificial lamb and it was the unleavened bread. And your children will ask, hey, dad, why, why do we partake of this unleavened bread? Well, this is the day that we escaped from, from Egypt and this is what we, ha we had to do. But also going f in the future, it was more of a picture of Christ and, it, and Jesus dying for the resurrection, uh, his body um, sacrificed for us for the forgiveness of sins. It's all complete in this. And he is the true atonement for our sins. Uh, the Jewish religion continually uh, yearly goes through the day of atonement for, you know, kind of, and it's changed over the years too, as far as like the things that you've done right, the things that you've done wrong and all those kind of things. And those were the things that biblically it kind of gets out of place after a while. I think that I know people that are Christians and like, you know, they have the different uh, things, totally cool, but you just want to have that balance and recognize that Christ is the fulfillment of all those things, Jacqueline. But it's amazing that your husband has come to know the Lord during this time. And we just encourage you to keep it simple. May his grace and mercy just shower upon you and your family as you walk in, in the Lord. Yeah, and then Jesus, the night before the Passover or before the crucifixion, he sat down with the disciples and he gave a new meaning to it. You know, this is my body that's broken. Mm -hmm. You know, so he, uh, he, uh, he gave a new meaning of all that stuff. So, yes. Let's go ahead and grab. Thank you for your call, Jacqueline. All right, here we go. We're going to go ahead and grab this next one, Daniel, from the. I'd be the last call. I.E., last call of the oh, night. Maybe. Wait, no, we got, we got a little bit more time. What, what's up, Daniel? How you doing? What's your question tonight? Hey, what's up, Brian? Long-time listener, first-time caller. Nice. Uh, been following uh, your dad, Papa Chuck. Yeah, uh, man. for a long time. That's so what's up. Praise the Lord for that. Heck, yeah. Um, DJ is got out of the world, got married, and the whole nine yards. Anyway, <laughs> try to keep this short. <laughs> uh, my my son, sorry, dude, I'm doing Instacart, and I'm, like, trying to find a quiet spot. It's all good. Uh, yeah, don't worry. We can hear you um, good. So. Hey, it's Saturday night. We get it. Yeah, I'm just trying to feed the family. Okay. True. So my son recently came out. Got it. Totally, like, pierced my heart, my wife's mm. heart. Mm-hmm trying to cope with it. Um, we go to a local church, um, a friend of your dad's, mm. and just kind of looking for some leadership. Um, at the same time, just trying to guard myself from all the fiery darts of, you messed up, uh, mm. you screwed this up, this is all your fault, you should have been there more, mm -hmm. should have worked less and all this and that. So mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. asking, I guess, for some, how to be loving, because that's what the Lord calls us to. But at the same time, like, I find myself thinking, like, all right, cool, I'm going to sit him down. We'll talk about some things. But then I find the enemy trying to pull anger out of me. Yeah. And wanting to pick the scab, mm -hmm. so to speak. So I'm just calling for some advice. A hurting guy I never thought. I'd have to have, be having this conversation. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Let me for, give you a couple things, Daniel, just to think about, because I know time's going to go by quick. And number one, how old is your son? Uh, 19. Just okay. 19. Okay, so 19. 
Been decent stuff. Um, obviously, I think what you're battling with, should you respond like an anger, just kind of like, you know, hey, wake up, man. Like, what are you, you tripping? Like, that's not going to be the wrong, that's not going to be the right avenue for sure. You got to be given over to prayer right yeah, now. I Lord. In the hood. That's how we dealt with things. I, I, I get it. But like for him, he is battling with stuff internally. And what that's going to react to, it's probably going to shut the door, shut the, the door of communication. That's what you need more than anything. And I think that even at yeah. this moment, you know, you might even hear things that you're not going to be down for. And so you need to really pray and be spiritually on point. And then when you communicate with them, you're communicating with like, look, son, I care for you. I love you so much. And I know you've gone through a lot of different things. You're kind of tripping. You're kind of confused <clears throat> on different things. I hear you. I understand what you're going through. But let me just, you, you need to open up that door of communication. That's vital. That's what you have to keep, dude. They has to recognize that you care for him. And then you bring it back to the Lord. Look, God is not the author of confusion. God has created you in his image. He has a plan for you. He's created men and women differently. I think in our society today, uh, sexuality has been so confused in so many ways. So I, I would just really take yeah. steps of just opening up that door of communication. It's not always about being right at that moment. It's about having that open door of communication. Obviously, we know it's wrong. Obviously, we know it's a sin be before God. I'm sure he recognizes that too. If you are, you know, walking with the Lord, he probably knows that you're going to be bummed out. And you want to have that long-term thing where he's going to come to the Lord through this. He knows, he knows what you believe in. So he knows the gospel. Um, the one thing that I would encourage you with is, I mean, I'd be tripping just like you um, if that happened to me. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you, you train them up and they yeah. know. And you're like, dude, you know. Yeah, I don't yeah. understand, but I can, I can literally see Satan putting his hands over his eyes. So mm -hmm. we have we have like a minute left, so I'm going to just break it down like this. The one thing that, that happened to me, because, you know, we know that Bible says sin is sin, right? So if you're a murderer, if you're mm -hmm. a drunkard or whatever your deal is, sin sin across the board, so it's all equal. <clears throat> when I was jacked up, a master sinner, um, my dad being a church or like a pastor, um, very um, hardcore on hitting on sin and all that, you know who my dad is, obviously, and yeah. he basically, he kept the door open with me. Even though he'd come to my house and I'd have my girlfriend living with me, you know, the refrigerator, I got handles of vodka in the freezer, you know, Coronas and Heineken's filled, no food, just beer, cigarettes outside, you know, the whole thing. Girls sleeping in my bed. Okay. He'd roll over to my house. Um, he would just tell me, God has a plan for your life. And it would just be in these weird, like, Holy Spirit times, just like these little, like, that's it. That's all he would say. God loves you. He has a plan for your life. And I'd always be like, you know, it pierced me because I was, I was blind, but it would pierce me and I would, it would, I would hold on to that. And then years later, 23 or 25 years later, when I give my life to Christ, finally, he was the first one I called, but he kept the door open. And I'm, I mean, when we were younger, when I was, when I started getting into crazy stuff when I was in 15, he'd be mad. Ah, what are you doing? You can't smoke weed. All right. And yell at me. And that pushed me away. But then he realized like Ryan's gone. Now, if I don't keep this door open, I'm going to lose him forever. And that's the whole thing is where you have to keep that door open because, you know, this might just be a thing. This could be a year thing. This could be a couple month thing. This could just be, you know, who knows how long you got to keep that door open. And I'm not saying that you stand for it, but there's nothing you could do. He's 19. Yeah. 
So you, the only thing you could do that you need to do is keep that door open because he needs to know that you love him. And when the time comes and he needs to make that phone call, when he's broken and he needs you, he's going to call you. Well, that's the end of the show. Sorry about that, Daniel. Call back next week. We can continue the conversation if you want. Um, everyone else, we love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Sean McKeon, for being here. That was awesome. Peace. This has been The Ryan Reese Show. To connect and find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday for The Ryan Reese Show.